is the Go Blue Crew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Go Blue Crew on Wolverine Sounds. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. Derek, it's been a while. How have you been? It's not really a question of how I've been, Tyler. It's okay. honestly more of a question about how you've been. Do you want to just share what's happened and, and maybe why this break has been longer than, than usual? Let me say first, I don't really care how you've been. I was only asking it as a formality. Ah, because... good, good. I figured. <laughs> yeah. No, I got married. I'm a married man now. That, you know, life-changing, honestly, life-changing yeah. in the best way possible. July 10th. July 10th is my is my anniversary. We're recording this on the 22nd, so it's been 12 days. Obviously, it's been longer even since we have done a podcast together, but there are good reasons. Had a lot going on. So, and honestly, like the comeback was was pretty soon for a new, newly married man. You know, to get back on the pod and kind of within 2 weeks, that's I'm going to say that's, that's impressive. And it's not like you had a bad time after the wedding, you know, all you did is go honeymoon. So I think the return within two weeks, that's, that's an accomplishment. To you folks listening, I'm assuming you are at least familiar with Traverse City and that's where we went for a honeymoon. It wasn't a full week long affair. Um, we might do something bigger later, but wanted to get away for a little bit right after the wedding. And so we decided Traverse City is close. We're we're in Indiana. Um, ended up being about a five-ish hour drive up there, but had a really great time. Love Traverse City. I would definitely go back. So it was a good time up there. Oh yeah, and you know, most beautiful area in Michigan too. So you picked you picked the the right place, a place that's visited from all over the country. Do you think I did the right thing by? Well, it's not like we planned it. We didn't plan our wedding around Traverse City's schedule, but we went there a week after the Cherry Festival, and I heard it was good to be there after the festival rather than during. Oh, that is you know one of the best decisions you've made, really outside of getting married, because Traverse City during Cherry Fest, although it's the most beautiful place in Michigan other times of the season, during Cherry Fest, it might be the worst. So you made a great life decision. Okay. I felt like it. I don't like crowds really. And well, did you see the, you know, the ride that was like tipping over and made (laughs) national news like that alone, that, that shows you everything you need to know about Traverse city during cherry fest. Like there's, there's nothing more you need to know. Like that image will live on for a long time and it should. I was at my reception and somebody walked up to me with their phone and they're like, you're going to Traverse city. Right. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and they show me this video. And I was like, what's happening in Traverse city. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I was like scared to go, but yeah. uh, no, we did not get on any carnival rides or anything like that. Just stuck to the basic stuff. Hopped around to some bars, breweries, wineries, stayed at a nice hotel got lots of drinks at the hotel bar, things like that. Things you typically do. We did not get on any extravagant carnival rides that nearly tipped over. We, we don't mess around with that. Nah, yeah. Someone who, who visits there often, you did it 
the best way and the best time of year. You know, that week after Cherry Fest, businesses, you know, still pretty busy, but, you know, not as crazy. And they're all on a high because they made a lot of money the week before at, at Cherry Fest. So you picked the best time to go. Good. You know, we picked the best time to come back to this podcast, too, because today, Thursday, like I said, the 22nd, uh, the first day of Big Ten Media Days and, and Jim Harbaugh and other Michigan or you know, Michigan players uh, talk today. They're in Indianapolis, by the way, Derek, which is, of course, where I am. Love it. I'll, I'll be at uh, Big Ten Media Days tomorrow. Nice. Always good time. IU and Purdue. That's more our crowd around here, what they pay attention to. So looking forward to that. But um, Jim Harbaugh, you know, talks about the quarterback situation. Cade McNamara, he, he confirmed uh, is the, you know, right now the number one quarterback. And I guess first off, like obviously we don't have any kind of special access to know what's going on in practice or anything like that. But Knowing what we know, are you surprised that Cade McNamara is like for sure that number one guy or um, are you not surprised? I just think, and we'll talk a little bit about this with Alan Bowman later, but I just think the whole quarterback situation is just feels so unique. One, because of just the situation at hand and, and what's available. Two, because of how Jim Harbaugh has handled talking about quarterbacks in the past. So, yeah, I mean, it's, this isn't the only time we've heard this summer that, you know, he's he's the number one guy and likely to be the starter. But, yeah, you know, for him to, you know, and right in that first big moment, you know, you have during media days, uh, openly talking about that, you know, saying he's not going to let anyone beat him out for the job, you know, that shows confidence. And, and that's kind of maybe a confidence in a quarterback we haven't seen. So does that mean good things? You know, yet to see. But it seems like, you know, a different confidence than the Joe Milton garbage that was of last summer, um, because that was mostly media hyped and, and I'd say fan hyped, you know, at the start of it. They just were confident in their guy and weren't going to tell you different. But this year feels a little bit more organic. Um, and yeah, I think there's actually a battle. And obviously, we're looking forward to see, you know, who comes out on top. Harpal apparently said he's the straw that's stirring the drink. Great Harpal quote. I stirred many a drink on my honeymoon, ironically. I like it, as you should. I'm not su- surprised that, that they have this kind of confidence this early. It's obviously unique for Harbaugh to say this so early. Obviously, we've talked before about how we didn't know for sure who the starting quarterback would be until uh, he ran out there to take the first snap. So we've, we've known Caden McNamara is like a – really competitive kind of reliable guy who um, I think, I think his reputation has been and like will be just getting the job done. And that'll be really nice to have from, from a Michigan quarterback. Cause we've seen like, let's just be honest. Like we've seen great plays. We've seen great moments, but it's been rare to kind of see things um, pull together week after week. And I think this, you know, potentially a Cade McNamara might be that guy who can kind of just do the basic things week after week to to keep Michigan in a good spot. And maybe it's not the electric quarterback play that we kind of have been expecting ever since Jim Harbaugh came to Michigan. But to just have somebody back there under center taking the snap and shotgun, I don't, you know, who knows what 
Josh Gaddis is going to throw at us uh, this season. But to have that guy back there, I think will just be a bit of a relief. It'll be like, I don't know, watch Michigan play a team like Ohio State and Wisconsin, and maybe you don't get this feeling, but I certainly do. A positive play, like five yards on first down, you're like, oh boy, what a relief. <laughs> you right, know? right. And like, I feel like that could kind of be the situation here where, oh, he's not messing up a whole bunch. Like there aren't ridiculous throws he's making, leaving the ball five yards short, things like that. I mean, I feel like, I feel like Cade McNamara could be that guy. Yeah. I mean, let me just touch on that first. I think that is so needed. I, I feel like we've seen a lot of situations where, you know, well, punting situations for one, lots of punting feels like, <laughs> um, but you know, getting into situations on second and long third and long, and then really having to make a play, which makes, you know, the good plays a little bit more memorable per se, you know, a, a guy really leaping for a catch or, you know, have, having a big touchdown on a big third down, like I've seen in person a couple of times. You know, those are great atmospheres. But, you know, for me, if you're, like you said, those chunk plays on the ground and through the air, if you're just moving the ball down the field and scoring, you know, a possession later doing the same, like even if it's just nothing full of highlights, it's just moving the football and keeping drives alive. I think that would be big. So if he's the guy that does that, I think that's excellent. One of the things that I – remember about him and I don't know how much you kind of paid attention to his you know sound bites last year this dude is super confident like this this guy thinks he is the best quarterback on campus and I don't think in his mind it's even close like this guy you know he's a he's a competitor and I just think he has all the confidence in the world and I like that demeanor too um, especially even though it's like you know for a guy who hasn't shown a whole lot uh, even though the little we saw him uh, you know we were somewhat impressed I'd say but all of this is, is I think, possible because I think the, the coaches in the quarterback room are finally good ones. And I would imagine that these guys are probably playing pretty well right now, at least compared to what they've seen in practices before, just from the new new eyes uh, and some NFL eyes working with a very talented quarterback like Lamar. But, you know, I would imagine that what it is is this guy is who should be the starter uh, with the experience is, is likely going to be that. Uh, but I, you know, I think as the season goes on, there's going to be one calls if he doesn't play super well for, for JJ. And then I think JJ is just going to get so good that it is truly going to be a situation they've had, you know, in many years past, like, you know, a Tom Brady situation where you've got two guys who could legitimately be starters. Well, I've said before that it would be ridiculous for us or, or anyone without like supreme access to the program to say that Jim Harbaugh and Josh Gaddish should start this quarterback you know because we don't we don't know how they're performing um but at the same time i've acknowledged that that if jj mccarthy as a true freshman were to like win the starting job that would be tremendous that'd be a great sign that michigan pulled this really talented quarterback who stepped in and took over that'd be a great sign for things to come but i want to talk about oh sorry i heard you Take a little breath. Were you about to say something? Yeah, I just want to. Okay. I feel like, and this is a crazy thought, and I know okay. that this isn't okay. the case, <laughs> but I had this thought today that, like, you know, similar to the Joe Milton thing, right? A little bit of hype. You know, this is our guy. Um, and for Joe Milton, it wasn't this is our guy, really. At, at first, it was just more of like, this guy is Cam Newton. For, for Cade, you know, what if it's like, yeah, he's clearly the guy, but they know in their mind that JJ, you know, could start. And then they just announce it like stud 
you know, freshman quarterback win starting job, you know, first game. Like what if they're playing into the JJ hype secretly? Um, cause if JJ is oh. really going to be that good and he might, he, he may never be that good, but I, I would love to see, just like you said, it'd be a good sign if he started. I would love to see just like the press go nuts if, if that were to be the case, like right before the game or something. And and maybe they're actually more even than they're, than they're willing to see fit. They just want that to be a story because, you know, stories like that are followed. You know, media attention can make a guy like a JJ just play nuts. That's why he played so well when he was on ESPN all the time. So you never know. It's, you know, and, and I'm kind of dreaming. I would love to see a freshman quarterback like you see other places um, because those are fun seasons for those squads. And when they make it to the playoff, you know, it's just a good story. But yeah, you know, I'm sure he is actually the number one guy, Cade. Um, but, you know, I, I have a feeling that maybe it's even closer than they're even ever going to say. That's definitely a possibility. I think with like any staff, um, it's not so much about the reality of, the gap between number one, number two, and number two and number three and things like that is just um, part of it is like making sure in this case, Cade McNamara knows we believe in him and he's, you know, you're our number one guy. Even if right. JJ McCarthy is two inches behind him, you know, we want you to know unequivocally you're the number one guy. As he so should be. As he I'm should sure be too. I'm sure there are a number of things that go into those kinds of decisions with with the, the messaging and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's, it, it w- I wouldn't put it past them, but man, that would be, that'd be nuts. That would absolutely be nuts. But um, Alan Bowman. Okay. The Texas tech transfer looking like he's number four on the depth chart. Are you surprised? I mean, this is a guy who came in and I don't know about you, but I was thinking like, Oh shoot. Like this guy's obviously going to, battle for the starting spot and Jim Harbaugh seems to be implying that there are three quarterbacks ahead of him. Is that surprising? Do you think part of it's because, you know, you've got a guy in your, in your quarterback room that could play multiple positions technically. Um, it could be, I don't know. Cause you know, you remember the, 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 the Taysom Hill stuff, right? Yeah. So, so possibly a guy like Dan Vlari's third string because uh, he's, going to be utilized but you know i i think alan bowman could be one of the more natural maybe even better quarterbacks from just a you know a drop back pass standpoint but that's that's the guys they recruit down south to play for the for those types of teams and, and you know that's a lot of texas football just because of how organized it is all the way through so you got a lot of clean looking quarterbacks um but it, what's weird is this comes just after a couple of articles about how he's you know, coming in with Moxie and there's some guys that believe that he could be the starter. So it's just really weird timing. It's not like, I don't think Har. I mean, Harbaugh has access to all this stuff, you know, or people are telling him if he's not reading things himself, but I just, I wonder if any of that was like, Whoa, I had this wild article come out that like, <laughs> let's make it clear that he's, he's fourth string. And a lot of that too, you know, you got to give the nod to guys who have been around the program. That's why Cade, even if they're even would, would be the starter at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, you've got JJ, you know, a talented freshman, um, you know, this guy just came in. He's, he, he really needs a lot of time, I'm sure. And so that could be a reason too, but it is interesting because even when this was announced that he was transferring again, this past few days where he's gotten some hype. Um, yeah, a little odd. Last bit of the show here. This is something else Harbaugh talked about. Uh, he said he's 
enthusiastic and excited. That's a quote. Um, as enthusiastic and excited as he's ever been to get back on the field and try to beat Ohio State. Yeah, that was, um, that was awkward. Did you watch that? I didn't watch it. I'd go watch that. It's, I feel like it was a little awkward. And as he goes on to talk about Ohio State, you know, does the classic tells a story about the daughter, um, you know, talks about the apex, you know, getting getting to the top. Um, and then he like said some weird thing about Michigan State as a rival. And I don't know. He just it, he really like froze up. And, and I felt like even the in, like I'm as, you know, enthusiastic and like it just kind of seemed seemed off. It seemed like he was caught off guard or maybe that was the one thing he didn't plan to say. And, you know, he just kind of was winging it because when he wings it, you know, that's when he's at his best oh, yeah. sometimes. But it's also when he's at his worst. So I just feel like we've been here. Like how many different ways can you talk about we have to beat Ohio State? That was they, my feeling. Like we're, we're running out of things to say. It seemed a little more direct this year. Like, you know, the, you know, be Ohio State or, or die trying. Um, <laughs> like that's kind of like, you know, reflective of he knows the situation he's in. Um, and he very, you know, he almost died after last season in terms of his career at Michigan. So rest in peace. Yeah, You know, I, I feel like it maybe is a little bit more forward because he knows people are looking for that. They've been a little bit more, you know, beat Ohio state friendly and off season with some of the things that they've, Michigan's posted on Twitter um, or the players have posted, but yeah, I mean, he, I feel like he's in a situation where he's, he's very aware. Um, and I'm hoping that doesn't affect him and his mentality and his, you know, uh, coaching ability, but it seems like he's very aware of where he's at, um, but hopefully he's being sincere when he says he's, you know, as enthusiastic as ever. And not just enthusiastic like Harbaugh would usually be, like truly enthusiastic for the opportunity they have. But like, like would he not have been very aware before? True. I don't understand. Like, like that's the thing I'm stuck on is I understand like he has to say this stuff, but why do we have to take it seriously? Yeah. Because I don't anymore. It's, and it's, I'm not, I'm not saying that because I think he has like, um, sort of, uh, um, resigned to, we're going to lose to Ohio state, but it's just like, as media at, at big 10 media days, you have to ask Jim Harbaugh about Ohio state and Jim Harbaugh has to say these things about Ohio state. And I, I think we're like well past the point where we have to take like we as fans have to take this seriously because it's like, what else is he supposed to say? And what else are we supposed to think? Like, we all know this. He knows this. Everybody involved in the rivalry knows this. And so I just don't understand like the, the attention that it draws mm -hmm. because at this point to me, it's just boring. It's just straight up boring. Like we all know this. I don't know why we have to keep doing this dance every year. I think that's why he's never gotten better with the media when it seems like, you know, you look at a way that Jawan Howard handles media, uh, you know, and a lot of that as a player and, 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 and talking to media as a player. And it's not like Harbaugh didn't have that, but, you know, I think Jawan Howard's always carried himself in, in just a different way in general. But I, you know, the way Jawan Howard and many college coaches, you know, Nick Saban, even when he, even when he clearly doesn't want to do an interview, he still stands there and does an interview. And I don't know if that's like a donor thing or what, but that dude has always done it even when he doesn't want to. Dabble is always, you know, interesting to talk to and willing to talk, but he's never really 
you know, learned that. And, and I think that that's kind of why these same things are said every year. Um, we take him way too seriously or we think way too much about him. And I think he just doesn't put a lot of effort into what he says in those situations when people are like, hey, you're going to finally beat your rival, you know, because I think he knows that he's just got to prove it on the field. At this point, it doesn't matter what he says. He's not doing the fun tweeting like he used to. He's just kind of quiet, kind of reserved. You know, I think for, you know, needing to say it because the media is going to ask it, he handled it well, um, at least mentioned Ohio State directly. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's whatever. You know, if they don't win football games, I don't care if he, he said he was not excited for the season. Like, this doesn't matter. What matters is how they perform and, you know, how that's been over the last few years. It hasn't always been pleasant. So here's the last thing we're going to hit on. Uh, this is a simple question. Based on today, Thursday, for the third time today is July 22nd. Based on today, are you more excited, less ex- less excited, or the same level of excited about the season? I would say more excited only because this is the first off season where I haven't spent a whole lot of time thinking about Michigan football. And it's part of it's, you know, not a lot to think through. Um, you know, and, and then the other part is just, you know, last season was a bummer. Um, and it's not that I'm not as interested, you know, heck we still get on here and, and talk about football and, and basketball throughout the year, even in the off season. But, you know, for me, it's almost just a reminder of like, Hey, you know, great NBA finals, you know, basketball's over, you know, baseball is in the middle of it, you know, and then you've got, obviously you've got football to come. And so, yeah, I'm more excited because of that. But in terms of comparing my excitement now to maybe the last big Michigan football news about the same, and I think it will be all the way through. Tigers are seven and zero, hottest team in the MLB. Oh, I, I I think they could be the playoff bound. Break. They might be playoff bound. <laughs> that um, I don't know. Are they a wild card team? I think they've got to have a couple of more streaks of. They're not catching of, the socks. That's right. for sure. I but. think. Uh, yeah, I, I think you uh, you got to see a little bit more of what you're seeing. I know this is a big seven games, but. Oh, we can get so excited as Tigers fans, and we can be brought down to earth very, very quickly. <laughs> so I, I love seeing those seven, but I feel like the last time there was a seven, it was like 10 straight losses. So, Okay, we'll see. Um, I'll answer my own question. I am the same level of excited, which is to say I'm like, how do I describe this? I am looking forward to it like the way you look forward to the weekend okay as in saturday sunday not the super bowl halftime show right i'm looking you know it's like oh yeah that's coming up cool i can't really say i'm like pumped although i think i will get there because that just happens inevitably but you know as of right now i'm just like oh yeah 50 days or whatever it is i think it's around 50 45 45 really yep oh my okay it's coming up soon man i feel (laughs) like i feel like i'm 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 maybe a little bit more than that than what you've described but i think both of us were we're getting pretty close within 45 days 30 days 15 days where we're gonna be pretty high on it again i'm pretty sure We, we i mean we get that way like crazy our podcast tone will be different when it's you know week before uh opening day so I'll just be screaming into the microphone and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'll make no sense, but that's kind of where I am right now anyway. And, and 
Big Ten Media Days uh, did not really move the needle for me very much. But I don't think that's necessarily bad either. Because that means nobody ruined it. Right? Nobody nobody right. said something to like set me off. So so I am happy in that regard. Um I guess you know, we're we're coming up here twenty four minutes. Um we will we will keep coming back, of course, with Michigan football stuff. And and Derek, did you wanna do you wanna tease a little bit about some of the things that, that we've been working on outside of this? Yeah, I think you know it- Maybe when you when you hear us uh, in the future, it, it won't all be Michigan football. No, I think I think we've got some ideas brewing. You know, it's it's time for, you know, maybe a little something something a little different. Maybe something that feels very similar. So that's what I'll say. I'll say I've been part of this. And I don't even know what that means. So I'm looking forward to, to it just the same as anybody else. As you should. <laughs> Take care out there, everybody. Uh, 45 days, apparently, until Michigan kicks off this next season. Um, go back. Do like me and and listen to Jim Harbaugh, at, uh, especially talk about Ohio State and Michigan State. See what you think. Draw your own conclusions. And uh, we'll be back later to, to talk more about what to expect coming up. So take care. Go Blue. Go Blue.